Hi, um, I'm Jessica, but my libertarian nickname is the Bimbotarian, and I would like my beautiful friends here to also introduce themselves because I don't remember how to do an intro. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> Sean Babcock, also known as the Russian bot. All right, um, I'm Brian O'Connell, otherwise known as the resident stereotypical Italian. Um, this is my first time here on Newfound Liberty. Um, I've previously made appearances on the Prickles podcast, but never Newfound Liberty before. Welcome, Brian. And I'm Christiana Shamone. I'm also known as Taxation is Theft because it is. It is. If you think it isn't, you need to go back to the first grade and learn English. Uh, <laughs> and... And as we are speaking, I am sending Brian a picture of breadsticks. <laughs> We've already gone off the rails and it's like a second in. Welcome to Newtown uh, Liberty, everybody. <laughs> I, have to, okay. I have to approve of everyone's Italian food. I guess so. That is, those are the important things, right? Today, guys, we're talking about identity politics and individualism. Uh, and a libertarian's perspective of individualism and why that's the most important overall, but also we'll discuss just other aspects of identity politics. But first, Brian, because it's your first time to Newfound Liberty, as tradition here on this, uh, the show, any new member that we get on here, we'd like to find out how it is that you became a libertarian. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your journey to where you got to now? Um, well, it definitely was in like social studies class, we'd learn about you know, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And like, as soon as I learned about the Constitution, I was like very strict about following what it says. Because like, yeah, one of the purposes of the Constitution is limiting government authority. Like it sets the framework for more of what the government is not allowed to do. Mm -hmm. And like, um, you know, so after witnessing some of like, you know, politics at the time, I was pretty sickened by both parties and so i was unaffiliated only because i didn't know that the libertarian party was a thing mm -hmm. and i didn't know it was a thing until 2016 when my when my brother told me about it and i you know quickly looked up their platform and i realized yeah this is the place for me excellent is your brother but, um, a libertarian he has his moments he has his moments, okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's all we can ask for. <laughs> oh, no, he's yeah, not so a libertarian. He's, like, he's open-minded. Open-minded to That's it. That's good. At least. That's always good. I try to keep as much of an open mind as possible, especially after coming across libertarianism. I'm super excited yes. about it and all the, and talking about everything that has to, to, to do with a, living in a free society. So, but I also try to, to open my ears to other people when they, uh, you know, they present their I guess, uh, argument <laughs> for the alternative, which I am very much against. All right, guys. So why, why do uh, libertarians think that individualism is the way to go? Because today, uh, well, nowadays, we see all the time when uh, uh, maybe a news story or something flashes across the screen, everybody, everybody's got a label on something. Uh, everyone's shouting at the top of their lungs about rights for uh, trans people, for gay people, for um, for uh, blacks or people of color. Um, they're talking about marginalized groups of people. But libertarians seem to usually hover around the idea that the individual is the most, uh, I guess you could say, uh, 
smallest minority that there is and that it's the most important thing to focus on because if the individual um is the is the one that we focus on then everybody wins how exactly in your perspective do you think that 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 works or fits with the the libertarian um idea i will let so, either christiana or brian handle that one because right. i like to talk a lot so i'll let them go first <laughs> <laughs> all right hun uh basically so as this is actually a Ayn Rand principle, if, if you've read Ayn Rand's books, which I highly recommend you do. And, and if you, and if you already have wonderful, if you haven't, please do. Uh, this is Ayn Rand's quote is actually, there is no smaller minority than the individual. And she's right. Like you cannot get, you cannot uh, have a finite number less than one one being you as a person and every person is unique every single person in the world has a unique personality which it should be embraced unless you're a bad person but otherwise uh as a human you are also entitled to the same rights as literally everyone else which are natural rights and i also highly recommend you read uh, John Locke and Thomas Hobbes, uh, they, they talk quite a bit about natural rights as well as man's state of nature. Every individual is entitled to life, liberty, and property. And, and so essentially, when we start grouping people into, like, this is, uh, and correct me, like, I'd also like to see what y'all think as well. Mm -hmm. But the way my mind, like, something that kind of short circuits my mind is when people start placing people into groups or identity groups, because that kind of uh, waters down their representation as an individual. Rather, they look for something that they have in common with the other person and focus on that rather than the individual itself. And as a scientist and as the vice president of a, of a dance organization, uh, like we have to do a lot of DEI statements and is, and in essence, a DEI for those who don't know what it is, it's diversity, equity, and inclusion. And DEI statements is essentially a way for you, for you letting marginalized groups know that they are welcome in the organization. And they also, in the, in the academic system, they do these things called diversity hires, which serve as kind of an overcorrection for marginalized groups to, as kind of a way to include them. But then that kind of takes away from the person's uniqueness. And but that, that's essentially how my mind sees it. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts? I, I, I agree that, uh, I don't know, I, I kind of have a problem with it as well, like with it, with the whole um, force, like kind of diversity thing, because I mean, to me, uh, I grew up being told that I should never look at people for, you know, what color their skin is, like what their sexual orientation is. I should only look at people like who they are as an individual, and then I should only ever judge them by who they are as a person. And now things have kind of changed. I don't know if y'all have seen <laughs> because now it's apparently super important for you to recognize uh, people because of their color or because of like, you know, um, uh, their sexual orientation or where they grew up that, that like we have to recognize them. It's, it's super important for us to 
I, I just think there's too much focus on that. And I think taking away from looking at people individually um, is, is, is harmful for society. And I mean, a lot of people grow, grow up, uh, I mean, not necessarily exposed to maybe uh, terrible conditions, I guess you could say, because there are marginalized people who live under terrible like conditions. But I mean, they say that uh, the whole point of the diversity thing is to kind of get these people aware that uh, that marginalized people have been harmed, you know, or that they may may have not had the same type of life that other people have had, or that you know, I guess white white people have had, you know, I hear, I've heard that a lot, and that like privilege is something that we have and that we need to check it very often. See, my face gives me away every yeah. time. And so that's that's what's essentially saying has been has been told, but I think. Uh, the, the issue you have with that is that overall, it's not really a, a, a progressive tactic, if you want to say, for, for lack of a better word. It's not really progressive at all, because um, teaching kids as they're growing up anything other than focusing on the individual and not being judgmental of people based on how they look or what their preferences are has been the best way to raise somebody to to have to be open and have love in their heart and to and to function in in a society <laughs> but when when you're teaching them that they should feel either ashamed or remind themselves constantly that they have it better and that that other these other people other people who may not look like them or have different preferences need to be treated differently than they are that that will prove to create like bad behavior and all you're doing is just making it your 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 you're creating resentment really is what's happening and and when they grow up and they become adults and they have all this resentment uh they they're, they're gonna have that same kind of tension and division that this country has suffered from for god hundreds of years of uh when we have issues with racism and slavery in our history and like that's just not to me that's not ideally how you would teach people uh you know to to get along more or less i think it, that i would do the exact opposite really I don't think the idea in the long run is actually to get people to get along. I think it's to keep us all fighting so that the government still has control. Yep, I, I personally I have that, that that thought as well. But also, like the yeah, so like that um that image. I think in some cases it was printed on a flag of like um back during the revolution, the snake cut into like pieces. You know, join or die. Mm -hmm. That's the entire goal. Like you know keep everyone separate and yeah like they're not going to be able to fight back it's an us versus them mentality and it's not going to go anywhere a lot of people keep feeding into it and then when you don't feed into it you're a conspiracy theorist now being a libertarian you're already probably going to be called a conspiracy theorist a few times also look or a domestic called, terrorist. not a real libertarian before to being called a kook <laughs> oh my gosh guys we got, like, lots, we got um, lots of names coming our way I was called a conspiracy theorist barely an hour ago. What'd you do? <laughs> this is real time libertarian life, everybody. What was your conspiracy? <laughs> Expect it. That my conspiracy was that people know how to run their own lives better than the government. Holy how dare shit. you? How could you what? say how that? How dare you think such a thing? It's like flat know, earth right? territory, man. You can't can't be saying that. How dare I make so much sense? <laughs> yeah, Sorry, yeah, I mean, but, it's um, it's 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 just very interesting to think that like people can't can like couldn't can run their own life or that some people who are incapable of running their own life are going to be taken care of by 
other people rather than a legislation. Yeah, one thing I was going to say too is like um, a lot of libertarians are big on voluntarism. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tend to think that when given the opportunity, live long, prosper. Uh, <laughs> humans, you know, people will do the right thing when given the opportunity. Most people will do the right thing. I mean, that's at least what I like to believe. Like that's to believe that. I don't. Like that I would is, like to, but I don't. More cynical than others, but that's, yeah, that's, there are, there that's kind of one of those things, right? Like, optimistic. okay, that's kind of like one of those things, Jessica. Though, like when you see somebody like be a bad, well, like do something bad or immoral, like in let's say in a public setting, that, that crap like brains in your head, right? That's the same thing that you have when, when you have relationships with people is that like you tend, uh, unfortunately, you tend to often always remember when things go bad, then you, then you do reminiscing on like wonderful things that happen. You know, a lot of relationships end up like going in the desk because they always end up focusing on times where there was hardship or, you know, bad things were done to one another more so than they do about the good things that they've done for one another. And so that's just kind of common for for most people so when you when you're used to seeing a lot of a lot of people and you got to think like i guess proportionate to the amount of like millions of people that we have in this country uh doing bad things you think that more or less the majority of people would be doing them but really those are just the guys seizing an opportunity to do a bad thing at a bad time and so they happen to be right there in front of you like that's actually how i plant the anarchy seed like i i always say imagine a world where suddenly the government disappeared would you do one of two things would you option one just keep doing what you were doing or option two realize that now that there is no government you're free to do whatever the heck you want hurt people take their stuff now now, most people, it's like Brian said, most people are voluntary, like voluntarily do the right thing. Most people would go with option one, but imagine if most people actually went with option two, know that no amount of government could contain that kind of, like that kind of majority of bad people. And also those kinds of people hold government positions right now. So it's just the fact that people who would go with option two are such an overwhelmingly small minority, but people look at that to cling to the government and its fake protections. I'm not saying we need the government to keep people good. I'm just saying like my own personal opinion as a whole is that people suck. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that like we need the government to keep people in line or else I wouldn't be a libertarian. I still fucking no, we don't know. Good. No. But it doesn't mean I'm going to be out here like mm, humanity. No, I don't like people. Well, historically, government people. hasn't been the solution that's, on the matter. That's, that's individualism. That's, I mean, that's a fair right point. Yeah, but I mean that was all. But, but that all, was also all had different experiences. But what I was saying was mostly in response to like Brian's voluntarism point and mm-hmm. Sean's uh, most people are to themselves point. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, nowadays, like we were talking before, is it now most people are, are trying to, to be a little less to them, like, uh, let's say a little less to themselves and focusing in, inward on themselves. Most people, uh, out of habit, <coughs> like to prescribe to something. Well, I mean, look at us here. We're libertarians, right? So that in itself is a form, a little bit of a form of tribalism. I mean, you have to. It's collectivism. It It completely is. It's yeah. It's it's collectivism. We're plotting to take over the world and leave you alone. (laughs) I think we have we have a really good plan. We don't we don't have enough uh, ammunition, but we got enough plan. We're working on it. 
Um, but uh, yep. nowadays, that everyone like I mean, even whenever you're sometimes when you're all you gotta do is like apply for a job, man. They have a box that they want you to check. I mean, they'll they'll they're legally now they have to put optional on there, but they're like, are you are you white? Are you Hispanic? Are you black? Are you you know so uh, diversity Asian, hires? The, you know Pacific Highlander. They exactly. they want boxes checked and like. It's. It, I think it's. It's. A, it's a ridiculous reason to even have those on there. Personally. A lot of other countries yeah. don't even do that. So imagine that. So yeah, we, I mean, we would. We would exist with. We would exist just fine if we didn't have them. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Like if we, if, um, employers were to take away, take away that part of the application, society would not collapse. No, it would not. I'm like not they saying. seem to think it would. But the then who would win the oppression Olympics, guys? Or, or the uh, You have to have yourself in different little groups because then you have to know that your group has more victim points than any other groups. I think that's I also guess. a tactic that's used by companies specifically. Like, we have more diversity hires. Please continue to buy our product, even though we provide shitty working conditions, right? But you can't be as you can't be systematically oppressed if there is no system. <laughs> yeah, but good luck trying to explain that to people. people I know. I would rather no continue to vote for the system and then bitch about it as opposed to not vote for the system because they have made their entire personality bitching about the system. If the system wasn't there, they wouldn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. But I agree that some people do prefer to have time, like yeah. hundred years ago. Oh, how I wish I could have. Uh -oh. Yep, you're cutting in and out. Yeah, she's slowing our, down. Our, our Russian bot, Russian bot is glitching. No, I no, glitching. I am glitching the broadcast. Please wait, comrades. <laughs> Pending. Oh God, buffer, cat, buffers, buffer, 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 <laughs> buffer. 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 John, what were you saying before <laughs> you started short circuiting your internals? <laughs> Shit, what was I saying? <laughs> oh man, I don't remember. You were on a point though. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was, I actually wasn't sure whether you were freezing as I was raising this point, so I didn't want to be rude and engage in juvenile tit for tat and cut you off. That's totally fine. Uh, but, but I mean, what I was trying to say was like, there was like, there was a time like hundreds of years ago where the, the hiring process in the scientific community was based on their research contribution, like research contribution alone. What could they bring to like, what could they bring to push the bounds of knowledge? So their experience for the job was more important. Exactly. Imagine but that. Yeah, or, what or even their drive, their 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 ability to want to to discover things or to you know test things out. They would want to see to make sure that you were motivated for it, right? Exactly. But now with all these diversity hires, we have like they are hiring certain amount of people based on race, having people having white people such as myself go through these diversity sensitivity trainings because of marginalized groups. But then the question is, how is that relevant to the quality of their work? Spoiler alert, it's not. And also imagine, so like Im imagine, I mean, we are all white people here currently on this podcast. That's actually what I keep looking at. And I'm like, someone's going to have an issue with this setup. Although I'm- Dude, we're libertarians. Someone's going to have an issue with this regardless. <laughs> yeah. But like, 
uh, okay, since I'm the least white person here, probably. Uh, oh, no. But, Maybe if you had dimmer lighting, <laughs> we could find But that. like, actually, yeah, my, my husband's Mexican, so I'll use him as an example. So imagine you, and my husband is a genius. Like, he's so much smarter than I am. Uh, but Im imagine s someone telling him like all the good work that he has done over the years, and he's a great civil engineer. He has done good work for the city of College Station. But imagine if he were a scientist and then someone told him that, oh, we didn't hire you because of your merit. We hired you because we are Hispanic, because you're Hispanic and you we need to meet a quota. Like, wouldn't you have diversity hire? That, that would make me, that would hurt me to the core if I was told that the only reason I was given the position was because of some arbitrary bullshit uh, based off my Same thing with colleges. Yeah. yeah. But that, that is what's happening, especially to a lot of universities. In fact, if you even look at it now, because of like success for like Asian Americans, Asian Americans get like, they've been saying that we need to, they need to stop taking in so many. So a lot of them get rejected. They only, they only want certain percentages of people in their colleges. So, so then they're making themselves a whole new department that's literally just looking at like the types of students they have to try to make some kind of diversity in for their college instead of based off like the merits that the student would bring to the university. Like, it makes me really sad because it's also very racist to assume that just because somebody is of a different race, they have undergone hardships and therefore need to be overcorrected. Like that, yeah, that's, if that's, that's not racism, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's uh, to me, that's blatant racism. Like, like I, I don't understand it one bit. Yeah, the whole like grouping thing, you know, just like negates any sense of individualism because you know, I'll go and use myself as an example, you know, since I'm the stereotypical Italian here. Yeah, those of Italian descent, like, they're not all the same. We're not all, you know, cookie cutter. Guidos. Like, yeah, cookie cutter guidos or greenhorns <laughs> or, you know, several other terms that have been used. You were worried years. before whether or not we're we not were going to get booted off? Italian, I can say it. Let someone get mad. Fucking That's my word. Is that what you're going to say now? <laughs> and before anybody gets mad at me for laughing, I'm one eighth Italian. I found out that my niece is Italian, but I ain't Italian. Yeah, it's like, you know, especially if you watch any, any shows that, you know, provide information on Italy itself, a city up in the north is drastically different than a city down south. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, lumping everyone together, like, oh, they're all they're all Italian. It's like, no, we're. I mean, yeah, we, our ancestors come from the same country, but we're not all that similar. Mm -hmm. And you even know, then, like, the, 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 basing off that, especially for like human history, is kind of absurd if you think about it. Because like the oh, yeah. the, mix, the mixing of tribes back during more primitive times in human history, like there wasn't specific regions that they were concerned about to make sure that they put a label on a bunch of people. That's only when states started to rise up and put borders on their, like, on their uh, establishing their own country. Just look at um, the Middle East after World War I when the Ottoman Empire like fell apart. The um, leaders of the allied nations you know, who won the war basically just took a marker to the map and carved it up to their own liking, not based on what tribes of people live in certain regions? There's like, you know what? No, I, 
I kind of like boots, so I'm going to make this place called Iraq look like a boot. Yeah. Does Iraq look like a boot? I mean, like, at least let the like people a, decide for themselves uh, how they want over the, to, over the to set up their society. Yeah. Does Iraq oh. look like a boot? Italy does. Italy does. It, like, it looks like a fucking push the high Italian boot. stereotype of his country looking like a boot, a boot onto some other one. I'm looking All it right, up right now. <laughs> that was the whole reason. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. The, it's like, well, that's not us anymore. That's Italy, not. Because the peninsula looks like a boot. It looks like a, it looks like a, mm-hmm. a sock. It's a high-heeled boot. Uh, yeah, that's it. Like, um, kind of looks rock, like a kinda boot. Kind of more like a high, like a Converse high top than a boot. Like um, a shoe that goes like above the Converse the high top. Well, the it has yeah, a heel. It has a heel. It's like that—that's a boot shape. Everybody's wondering. Big, that. Big, big. It's a boot, and all the little islands or bits of, of of mud that have been flung off of it while boots. Ah, that's why so many people—they're like licking boots. <laughs> I don't know so any they, Italian. So they're trying to shape boots. all the countries like boots to remind you uh, of what you need to be served for dinner. Like imagine. <laughs> Like, dude, yeah, imagine killing a like whole cow just to deep throw it. Heard much about Naples? They oh, they kind of do their own thing over there. Like <laughs> Naples, I know that, like a pretty um, good example of individualism. I have cousins that are Sicilian that still live in Sicily, and they're just like, "We are Sicilians. We do not say Italian. We are Sicilians." And I'm like, "Hmm, it's the same country." Oh, okay, it's well, a joke let's that many here's, here's a good one for you. All right. This is a mainland today. Fun fact from your Russian bot. Do you have any idea how many times uh, you know people are mistaken for, for coming from different countries who in fact were Russian? What do you mean? If you like Russia is the largest country in the world, and like mm-hmm. most of it is in Asia. I do know that, yeah, because there's like the Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan people like look Kazakhstan. very Asian, but they are like the native people to that little province. They are Russian, but they look East Asian. They used to be part of the Soviet Union, and the thing was is that like the Russia itself as a country is made up of tons of different people. But whenever you talk about Russians, most people get in their head this big burly white man, you know, like. <laughs> Or the super skinny blonde girls with like blue eyes, right? Yeah, like um, you know, thanks to Rocky Four, the mental image I have is like you know, Ivan Drago. Yeah, the right, big yeah. early Russian man. I just yeah, think of fluffy like, little hats. Yeah, crew cut blonde yeah, hair. Yeah. Or like the little arm things, like the fluffy little arm things. It's like a Street yeah, like, Fighter like, character. Well, you know, Sean is example, like definitely like you know, big bushy beard because you know it's. And at least some parts of Russia, it's very cold. Beard keeps your face warm. It really is. We ride Berg to school, okay? <laughs> I have lived in Colorado for a year, and I have still not seen a bear, and I am very upset with that fact. You go go camping more often. They're actually, I've they're been actually out there. I've been out in the Rockies. High school I've, no fucking bears. Bullshit. Jess just needs a hug. You bears in Connecticut. <laughs> I just want to pet a baby bear. <laughs> so Jessica's going to go into a store, uh, a sporting store and be like, I need bear perfume. Like, right? You mean bear mace? No, perfume. I want to attract yeah, these I motherfuckers. Attract I want to attract, I want to attract these motherfuckers. Oh, are you a hunter? No, I just, I just want to pet a baby bear. <laughs> I want to pet a baby bear. Starting to believe that they were removed. 
<laughs> There's another Fucking conspiracy. I am. I haven't seen any. Okay? It's bullshit. <laughs> oh, I, I have a lot of cousins who live in Colorado. They've seen plenty of bear. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. I know. Maybe there are some bears tuning in, you know, when this when episode airs and they'll start making their way back to Colorado because they know Jess wants to pet one. They will. I, I'm trying to figure out whether the background noise is Lev or Brooklyn. Brooklyn is asleep, actually. Okay, then it's Lev. Is it Lev? Right I mean, apologies. I didn't even hear it. I'm just thinking about animals, so I didn't hear anything. But Brooklyn's asleep. Coincidentally, <laughs> that's what the movie Lev is watching is about. Yes, it is about animals. It's the Here's... secret life of pets. <laughs> Oh, I missed that for a moment. <laughs> Sorry, I still have kind of a headache from, like, from your previous argument before this podcast. Yeah, like uh, and... after like post uh, post battle is 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 how Christiana is joining us. Yes, post battle from a uh, from a statist who is clinging to the government for fake protections. All right, so uh, <laughs> fake protection. That's true. Like diversity training. Um, protection from issues that they create. By the way, this reminds me of this quote. Uh, I will not let this go unsaid. Have y'all ever heard the quote, the road to hell is paved with good intentions? Yes. Absolutely. I think identity. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard that. I think identity politics is an excellent example of that. I mean, like I, I mean, like I said before, I think it all all it's going to do is feel division. Yep, that's, more, that's all it's created to do. The more and more we tr- that that mo- modernly, like, it's weird because back in the nineties, it was like embedded that like I mean, teachers and everything is like don't look at them like that, you know, look at each person individually, you know. That's a Remember, that was a whole big part of me learning about the civil rights movement whenever I was a kid, you know, in elementary yeah, school. Is that it wasn't that super important for you to realize you should only judge people by them like the them as an individual and the actions that they do so and now my entire it's like almost it's it's crazy how opposite it is from me growing up my entire family is racially diverse like my uncle who's my dad's best friend since like middle school is black my older sisters that my mom adopted are korean my stepmom that i've known since i was two is full-on Hispanic like mm-hmm. I'm native Italian Jewish like my whole family is a whole mod podge of everything so to see everybody outside of my family circle like separating into these like little racial groups I'm just like what the fuck is happening it's, it's kind it's of strange weird. isn't it it is it's really really weird because I wasn't raised that way like I get it I'm white I understand I can I'm I can see but my whole family looks drastically different than me on every single scale that you can think of. So to see everybody separating, I'm just like, that's weird. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to state that it's okay to have like <laughs> a t- you know a title that you you know that you identify yourself as. Yeah, I, I don't think in any way I'm saying here is that it's not okay that you need to to stop you know identifying yourself as. You know, I don't know where your background's from, what your preferences are. I mean, it's okay to have words for certain things, and and if you want better words to describe who you are, that's that's totally fine. Uh, I just think the the whole, uh, uh, you know, kind of trying to resort your own tribe, even across like the interwebs and stuff like that, with people that you you feel like you have something in common with just because of the skin of your color. 
uh, or the color of your skin, sorry, uh, <laughs> is just kind of a little weird, you know, to me. I, I find it kind of strange. I like, I, I like to meet, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't like stereotypes for this reason, but uh, a lot of times people like to cling to these groups. I mean, you kind of see the these, these, this type of tribalism when, when growing up. I mean, how many of y'all have gotten like a, uh, you know, either a high school football, you know, team, and then, you know, the next town over has their team. And you're like, ah, oh, you know, that's that's our team. And then it, it goes into like even the NFL where you have all these people who are rooting for this one team and that's their only team and they're diehard fans. They cling to it and even when they lose or whatnot, you know, and, and that they, they end up they end up letting that leak into other aspects of their life. I find, uh, yeah, especially when um, things like diversity training and stuff like that are, are put in people's faces. Yeah, like really, the whole sports tribalism thing, I remember really get engaging in that with some of my friends growing up like you know we'd be ripping on each other when you know their team loses you're like oh hi your team sucks right. so like, my high school a lot of that in high school my high school is a super super small high school and our our rival <coughs> was the next small town over and we had a thing year called burn the eagle which is crazy because that wasn't even the rival school's mascot anymore they had changed it like 50 <laughs> years prior but it was called burn the eagle, and we would all go out there at like nine o'clock at night like my whole school we would all get together at fucking nine o'clock at night and have a huge ass bonfire just talk shit about this other school was this, and was i'm this like coordinated this so by the, 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 the board of directors I mean, at least your school district was this coordinated make sure you get your permission slip to the hate party on saturday oh, <laughs> i'm not even kidding my graduating because class had less than 100 over. kids so like my graduating class was one of the biggest and we had less than 100 so in my whole school God. there was probably about 450 kids so we would just all get together and like have a huge bonfire which sounds really sus now um but <laughs> fucking like we were burning a fucking like a giant uh like stuffed animal eagle and i was like that's not even their mascot anymore guys like what the fuck are we doing out here old habits die hard i guess so i mean of course <laughs> me and my friends would like use it as an excuse to like fucking ditch the whole school thing and just like go and get fucking high but yeah oh. that was that was what my school used to do kind of so. reminds me and i mean i'm i'm really not trying to turn this into a peen measuring contest and like i i'm just saying i can relate to jess in the way that my high school's graduating class had 160 people and like we were pretty much there was that popular click and then there was pretty much everyone else and as someone who was among just everyone else uh like I guess you could also say that that's where a lot of my apathy comes from. Uh, but, but basically, if you weren't within that clique, like pretty much they saw you as irrelevant and nobody knew you. And I mean, yeah, we, we all knew who each other were since it's such a tiny high school, but, but like they didn't really know you as a person or any of your attributes. I was a skater punk, you know? I, yeah, I, I was a little with, like, scene cheerleader. Other crap. It's funny too, because like most people I hung out with were, were in the high school for the town that was literally one town over. 
<laughs> that was bigger. Uh, the town that I grew up in is, is super small and only had an elementary school. So uh, you have to commute like 15 minutes north in order to go to, to school. But my mother put me in a private school. So I actually went to a, uh, a private school that had 30 people in it. Ooh, fancy pants. <laughs> and not all of them in the same grade. So uh, it was a very poor private school. Christian, my, too, private Christian my, school. My I mean, whole town was very Mormon. Basically, if you weren't Mormon, you you were nothing to them, which is totally fine. So like, that was the tribalism. Like, so that was the tribalism that the whole town decided to subscribe to was a religious form of tribalism, right? Yes, every everybody was Mormon. Like the entire town, just fucking Joseph Smith, LDS. Ooh, let's go to temple. Like that shit. And it's cool. It's great. It's fine. But keep in mind, I was also the only Jewish kid in that town, mm-hmm. and so all all three years middle school was them being torturing me because you know what else are good mormon kids gonna do except for like goose step and stick like little yellow star of david's on the only jewish kid so See, i hated that town so like that there is a good example of 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 uh not not good teachings for children to having them prescribe to, to things like that right i just if, think they're all if, bad people if if you if if you're not watching like if you're not at least being uh, teaching your kid to be to be open to the fact that there are there are other religions out there, other beliefs, um, and that they should be that, that people should be respected as as people as as individuals regardless of what their belief is, then you have a result like that where they band together and then think that that kind of behavior is fine. And kids are terrible; they're gonna they're gonna do that shit regardless. The teachers allowed like, it. Because the teachers were their parents or their aunts and shit like that. Because my school was really, really small. Right, right there. Where the, when a parent or a teacher sees that kind of thing going down, it should be treated like the, they need, the kids need to know that that's unacceptable behavior and that people shouldn't be treated like that. But instead, okay. because because they subscribe to that same type of tribalism, that's okay. It's right? it's okay now though because it's I graduated high school in 2010. I've been out of school for eleven years. They're all addicted to meth. And still living there, so it's fine. It's totally fine. Karma caught up with them. It's it's good. By the way, Sean, you mentioned you went to a private school. I I, I would say that, from my knowledge, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but just based on what I've seen, the overwhelming majority of private schools are religious based, mm-hmm. but also, uh, you're since I I recall you're from a small town in New Mexico. What was the relative performance of your private schools compared to other private schools that are supposed to be within New Mexico's education system, or did they have their own standard? Uh, in the town that I grew up in, with that, this is more or less like the only private school. We had one charter school, and then that was the only private school, and it was run by a, um, a really sweet old lady who, uh, you know, she was a devout Christian, and she just uh, I wanted an alternative form to, to teach kids. And she would uh, she did a really good job. Now, um, other than the fact that she kind of clung to some social standards, because like uh, before I went to the private school, I was homeschooled for three years, but I was homeschooled with people who were older than me. So I advanced in the the years that I spent with them because it got to the point to where the girl who was, the lady who was uh, homeschooling us, which was a retired teacher, she decided to just kind of start lumping our stuff together so that she could teach us all at the same time instead of breaking things down for like what grade I should be in, what grade my friend, uh, my friends, like uh, my two friends should be in and what 
uh, grade their older sister was supposed to be in. So I advanced, but whenever I was taken to the private school, I had to take a test and the knowledge, all the knowledge and everything was already there. I passed all of that, but she kept, she held me back because of my age said that it would be better if I stayed in the grade yes. that my age was. So I was bored as hell for two years. I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> I was the biggest fucking troublemaker. You like, I mean, I, I got, uh, I got in a lot of trouble one day for, for pointing out the definition of incubus and talking about the Holy spirit. Uh, so, I mean, to be fair, like Mary did get impregnated by a spirit and the definition of incubus in the, in the Tin Webster's dictionary. <laughs> I already know. Yeah. <laughs> So I got in quite a bit of trouble for that. Just FYI. I've gotten in don't, trouble don't for that one that. too, actually. Don't, don't, do, don't, don't make that analogy when you're going to Don't do to it. They get Christian big mad. School. They get really mad. Speaking of which, well, I mean, I feel like this could be another podcast topic about a public education system. It will and be. I assure you. I thought you were going to say religion at first. And I was like, I cannot be on that no. one. I cannot. No. I am Sorry. But you guys, all three of you know how I am when it comes to specifically monotheistic religions. I I cannot be on a podcast about that because people will hate us. I that mean, would absolutely be one episode that Jess would have to abstain from. <laughs> she's just have her in the background, like I click the mute button, and she's just like, "Oh, go on, go on, go on," while we're live discussing it with other people, and then she's trying to wait. Well, actually, all the more reason, all the more reason to include Jess, just I mute so. just to watch you're her. Not, read. I mean, you you want different perspectives <laughs> on things. I mean, come on, guys, as libertarians, we, we at least at least say that we're free thinkers, right? So we're going to have to have at least all sides of the argument is, or at least as many sides of the argument as we have available as far as our resources are concerned to discuss things. I don't know. Religion is pretty much the only thing I don't have any give on. And I can 100% admit well, that mean, that's a fault on me and well, I get it. But you but as a libertarian wouldn't advocate for throwing somebody in a cage or punishing them. To no, I definitely wouldn't advocate to, religion, to do to, right? I definitely would not advocate to do to Christians what they have done to every single other fucking group since their inception. I definitely would not advocate for that's rude. Literally every libertarian in the world. I mean, independent of where they are religiously independent of their opinion of religion, literally every actual libertarian in the world advocates for separation of church and state. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I do. Yep. Absolutely. As well. But yes, no, I, I don't think that monotheists You don't have to worry about separation of church and state if we just get rid of the state part. Or the church. And if you got your church, then you just go to your fucking church. Like, you just get rid of the yeah, church part. Like, you know, and leave me alone. Do, well, I do put my shrine want, on my yeah. front lawn. Yeah, I mean, even like I'm a Christian, but I don't force any of my beliefs on anybody. I, and that's why I love you. There's like a handful of Christians that I love and them over here everybody else over there and i'm just like stay over there yeah uh, well i mean that 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 particular form of tribalism uh has been problematic and controversial for and it's not just all christians it's ever? all monotheists i want to say ever ever since somebody decided to come up with these ideas yeah. or the gods told us about them i don't know why don't you pick it you decide i'm gonna leave that up to the individual to all the viewers also, out there you decide you're for yourself what you want but also while while we are on the topic of religion it also God goes it. in line with identity politics it doesn't i mean it it does oh okay i was like oh, I, I missed that i was like it does that's that's why i said that's a form of identity politics is religion based off like the same thing with based off of somebody's religion right 
don't know how many people. I, I've met, met quite a few people who have contempt for specific religions. <laughs> yeah. And, and they say it often. And also, wow, Sean, next time just at me, man. This actually wasn't you who was, I was thinking about. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if you at least have like a multiplicity of them that you have an issue with, like. <laughs> it's pretty much just all monotheistic religions. Yeah, some some people, it's just one specific religion that they don't like. And I'm like, well, don't, don't but, practice it, bro. You're, you're we also, right? <laughs> we, we also see kind of a like historically speaking and i mean y'all are gonna have to excuse me because like i usually abstain from making holocaust comparisons because they are so overused and often inaccurate like i'm very worried about where this is going the russian bot will provide <laughs> where's this going christiana i was i was saying that um but if you want to look at an ex an example of the effect of identity polit politics, I think you don't have to look too far to see the Holocaust is uh, is a prolific example. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The whole rise of the whole Hitler's Third Reich, man, like is clearly like that's the, those are the types of results that you get whenever whenever you cling to things like tribalism. Yeah, and I mean, right yeah, now the whole and, thing was us versus them, like you know it. Yeah, I mean, the Jews were the big part of that, but it was also, um, yeah, this term is offensive for some, but also gypsies, um, several other other groups of people. like Mainly Roma gypsies. It was LGBTQ plus people. It was black people. It was Muslim people. It was biracial people. It was pretty much everyone that Hitler did not align with or he did not like. It was not just Hitler Jews. didn't even align with what his image was. Like that he wanted society. No, like, to um, like he, his idea of like the perfect human was you know, Aryan, like blonde hair, blue eyes, which average is, somebody somebody with a high possibility of getting skin cancer. Apparently. That was a supreme being right there. Right? Walker like who turns red after twenty minutes eyes. in the sun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it comes to show the average intelligence or lack thereof of someone who plays into identity politics. Yeah, there you go. That's a good, I thought that was a pretty good comparison. I, I know that you don't like bringing it up because it is very much overplayed. We hear that shit every, every other fucking day. Yeah, it's And it's us usually oh. the people bringing it up are the people who buy into identity politics. Hey, and whenever I point it out million. to them, they're hey, just well, like, yeah, nah. like you Hitler got like six million. Like Stalin got 20 some fucking million. Because of your ideology. <laughs> yeah. What we're seeing today in academia is the white male is the the one who's the most discriminated against. And it's like I said earlier, the only thing that should matter is the quality of research. And when I am like when I am doing my own research, like I'm so happy that my advisor is like I'm so happy to be working under my advisor because he's also a big believer in the only thing that matters is good quality research. Everything else is irrelevant. I'm Good. a big believer in that too. There's a chance I'm going to be mentoring undergrads this upcoming semester. I, I don't know yet because the undergrad that I was supposed to mentor last semester was like he bailed midway through the semester. That's rude. I agree. And he didn't even notify us until after the what semester. I know. And, and it makes me wonder yeah, I probably could have done what the thing I assigned to him in a day had I had I not been waiting on it for weeks and then I bit the bullet and did it myself because when am I going to hear from this dude? I don't um, know. Yeah, That's but, also how you get fired from a job. 
Exactly. <laughs> no call, no show. Exactly. But also, uh, like my advisor asked me at the end of the semester, would you be willing to give him another try? And I told him as long as he doesn't bail again. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, like the white male in academia, like the white male is the one who is most discriminated against because of these overcorrective policies. And the so last time hurting I, white males in academia is what you're saying? Yes, exactly. They're hurting white males. And you see articles such as a black female scientist revolutionized this and this and that. And here, here's what my mind sees. Brilliant scientists revolutionizes this based on research. Well, that's what we, that's the headline we should be reading. Exactly. I'm tired of, I'm tired of seeing the TV and being like black man gunned down or something like that when I'm like it should just be man got horrifically killed like a man got horrifically killed exactly and like why did they make it a point to mention the skin color and the gender because yeah. apparently that's the most important thing now and not even just that they like to mention a lot of the the whole box thing with this identity politics is such a problem that even like I think there was a headline I read uh not that long ago but like literally the headline read ex-con uh skips out on job interview and ends up saving somebody and it's like why so does con does now, now now this guy doesn't have a job he literally stopped what he was doing today and ended up saving somebody and you fucking call him an ex-con yeah it's fucked yeah it's i just irrelevant it's I mean, completely like, irrelevant i was all fucking hero yeah, saves the day like that's like that's what the shit should be reading about like i don't uh, dude the whole identity politics thing does infuriate me very much no like i it's said before like, it's not a bad thing headlines yeah, that's where yeah. i get like um like archer uh phrasing yeah phrasing <laughs> yeah do we really need to word it that way <laughs> we really yeah. don't but it, it, you can't help but think that i mean it's all i i'm only seeing it used as a tool in order to keep this country divided that's the only thing i've seen it's exactly what it is and also I mean, keep this reminds me all there but it's always been used. It's not like it's a new thing. It's literally always been here. Sure. And the, at least from what I can think of, the most, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the last uproar of it, what I saw was the George Floyd situation where Derek Chauvin uh, pretty much killed him. And when I watched the video, this was what my mind said. My mind said, that guy was a bad cop. He probably didn't think he was going to kill him, but that was still no excuse to have his knee on his neck for nine flipping minutes. That cop should be held accountable, but this is what's going to happen. Race baiters are going to make it about systemic racism. They're going to say white man targets black guy. And that is exactly what happened. I don't want to touch on the George Floyd thing. People get real mad. Sure, but on I'm, both sides, it definitely, it definitely is like, yeah, definitely. I'm all for hot button issues when it comes to that one. It's, it's both sides example. are gonna get mad no matter what said, and I just it's don't big, want my fucking it, Facebook well, DMs I mean, full of that. Yeah, well, not, like, that's that means um, that the tool that they're woke using up that morning planning to kill someone. Yeah, that, that, this just like, basically uh, means that the whole happened. Uh, the whole focusing on identity thing is just is 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 incredibly successful at keeping us hating one another. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, wouldn't like you guys know? Do you know you you know your neighbors? If you talk to any of your neighbors, like, did, well, I'm an introvert, and I don't really talk to anybody unless it's. Well, I mean, I guarantee on you that like your na- your neighbor is probably not a bad person. And you probably have a lot more in common with them than you think. You know what I my, mean? My one and, of my neighbors has a big fluffy dog. I know that. That's it. Yeah, there's a good conversation. Sorry. A lot of dogs in my neighborhood <laughs> do. Like, um, you know, if I happen to be. Walking outside, I see one of the neighbors walk by, I'll smile and give a friendly wave. Like me and my neighbors you know, always like no sit out. We like put out our trashes for each other. Like if I forget to put out my trash, no big deal, man. I bet you like Mitch across the road here, or fucking Tim over there will guarantee it's see that my trash is now and they'll, they'll pull it out for me. My apartment has trash valet. So Same. all I have to do is just put it outside of my outside of my door and then the people from the apartment come and pick them all up. Same. All the I, trash I, think I used to have that when I lived in Albuquerque in an apartment. And by the way, I do not miss living in an apartment. I hated living in an apartment. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I will say my favorite. No, New Mexico. Wow, geography tale. I will say though that even though I don't know who my neighbors are, of course, if I see people in passing, I will politely wave awkwardly. But uh, I do one of these. I'm always like. No, she can tap dance now. That's why my neighbors probably hate me. <laughs> that might be, but see, that's the reason why I don't like apartments. <laughs> yeah, because like I am a loud like, person, if you guys didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, you love hearing yourself talk. I do, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate that they have to listen to my ass rant, but. <laughs> I think all of us like hearing ourselves, or else we wouldn't be doing a podcast. Fair enough. I don't know if that yeah, but also, Is that like a side effect of libertarianism? Sound of your own voice to do a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I like the sound of Jessica's voice. I want oh, to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I definitely agree. Definitely but also agree uh, during during the day, though, like I try to keep my tap dancing during the day when they are most likely at work. But even then, in case they are not, I try to like I try to tap lightly. But but the vibration and specifically on my tap board on my balcony. But there's a chance you could still feel the vibrations traveling. Mm-hmm. So, so do you guys want to hear a random embarrassing fact about myself sure i took i took clogging classes when i was in it was a summer technically i think i was like 13 i took Wait. river dance which is clogging cool. i was about to say you clogged toilets no it's river dance <laughs> you uncultured swine she's like river i had dance. a lot of coffee a lot of fiber oh, tablets no I used to, I used to fucking like walk around doing my little river dance steps, and my mom would be like, "Jessica, stop it!" And I was like, "No, it's art, mom." There you go. I, I, I like the whole <laughs> river dance. mom. Oh, it's so embarrassing, but I still know how to do it. Like cool. I, we're gonna need a video I, soon. Yeah, you know, if you yeah, guys want any like, river uh, dance videos, right? You like the liberty? Your fans show. know. That, uh, <laughs> that if they want it on that, <laughs> it would be a little extra Oh, we got it. Get it for free. Uh, We're the prickle, damn it. Christiana and Jess, like, dance off. Dance off, dance off. Do you remember that show, Pants Off, Dance Off? No, I don't remember that. You guys don't remember Pants Off, Dance Off? What the fuck, man? Okay. But it sounds like an interesting It show. was. It is exactly what it sounds like. And it was on MTV. I think it was MTV. It might have been VH1. Um, But it was like... 2007 2008 maybe and people would just like dance and it's exactly what it sounds like you pants off dance off take your pants off and you have a fucking dance off with people and it was great i loved that show 
This is That's this is how the whole how you that you got served culture started. Got served. <laughs> like fuckers the are taking their time. pants off <laughs> and fighting each other with dance as, battles. <laughs> it was around the same time as Parental Control and Next. Okay. Remember those shows? Okay. I remember hearing of what them. What's just... wrong with you guys? That can culture. No, we had other things to do. <laughs> okay. What the fuck were you guys doing in high school when you weren't watching fucking like behind the music, pants off, dance off, next, parental control, pop up video? Drugs. I was too, <laughs> but I was doing them as I was watching it. Well, I was, I like, was out at the river. Great. I was out at the river That's doing lines of coke. <laughs> I mean, first two years of so first two years of high school, I was in Taekwondo, and I would have probably been watching. Uh, pants off dance off the la latter two years were so flipping busy i didn't even have time to pee regularly oh well maybe you should make a potty schedule yeah i really yeah, should from a bathroom schedule <laughs> like i can only have six ounces before six o'clock right <laughs> oh they're in the bathroom at exactly 758 <laughs> That reminded me of that one episode where, like, the one time Sheldon, uh, sixteen ounce smoothie, eight ounce bladder, and and Leonard and Priya were in the shower when Sheldon had to use the bathroom in a time of an emergency. Yeah, I just saw that one. <laughs> oh. You know, unpopular opinion. I actually didn't mind Priya that much. I wasn't a, a huge fan of the show, so I don't really remember everybody except for like four people. Uh, Priya was Raj's sister that Leonard was dating for a bit. Leonard dated someone besides Penny? Yeah. yeah <laughs> fucking yes. whore. God. <laughs> what a fucking whore. The guy who you're like, he's so cute. Like before he the podcast so started. Cute. <laughs> he is cute. <laughs> he's a homunculus. Off topic, guys. Off topic. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why I started that one or if somebody else did. It was It was a progression. It was okay, good. Because yeah. usually I'm the one who goes, hey, we're talking about this. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I yeah. love your ADHD, Jess. I'm and it's sorry. perfect. Like, it's perfect for the Prickle podcast. I fucking hate it. But this isn't a Prickle podcast. This is a real podcast. Yeah, this is a the real podcast. It's, it's the other one's it's really not good. a real podcast. <laughs> They're all real Prickle? podcasts. We're fucking doing them. God damn you guys. John, Jess, the Prickle podcast okay, is um, as real a podcast as Esther is a libertarian. There is a libertarian. <laughs> uh, the, the running joke, guys, uh, who, for those watching this, is that Esther's nickname in our chat is not a real libertarian. Everyone's going to be like, so? Accuse each other of being like, infighting is strong within the party. It is. Oh, I'm by the way. In particular. But even the tribalism of libertarianism, like, I don't... Uh... I don't know. I don't like associating with like, a lot of different like libertarians. All, all these different caucuses, like you know, they can call I mean, themselves yeah, a libertarian. Most, uh, I guess they are more liber libertarian than some. Nature. By the way, anyone watching, we do have a very exclusive. I'm just kidding. Libertarian chat. So if anybody would like to join it and talk to us, be prepared. But you're more than welcome to. You're welcome to try, but can you handle us? Jesus Christ! You're just like. If you really want to take a dip, we have this pool of piranhas over here. 
Your well, that's the reason why I made the chat. Like that's, <laughs> that's the whole reason why I made it to begin with, because I wanted a whole bunch of libertarians to have a place where we could like all talk to each other. And then it just kind of turned into like a cool kids club. <laughs> we new libertarians and we just scare them off. They're like, well, I thought their like their episodes were neat, and then I joined their chat, and then I said one wrong thing, and everyone, everyone was mean to me. <laughs> so like, someone joins the we're chat, like and then just everybody's like, talking about something, and I fucking join in with like, did you know Christopher Columbus raped a manatee? All right, bye, see you later. Wait, is I that always true? hop in with ra- yes, because I always hop in with oh, random fucking like, facts. Um, you wanna? All right, so Christopher Columbus raped a manatee because he thought it was a mermaid and he wrote about it in his log and said that she had a very manly face but womanly knees. Manatees don't have knees. Well, that is something I could have lived without knowing. Now everybody fucking knows it. You're welcome. I lied. (laughs) All right, y'all, don't judge the manatee. All right, remember, it's an individual manatee and maybe this manatee um, had knees. Maybe it was a different. You don't know. You can't start stereotyping manatees. Don't have knees. And what the fuck are womanly knees? Anatomically, they do not have knees. They evolved to knees. Manatees. um, This one was was different. This was the Sheldon Cooper of manatees. This one had knees. As our Italian, I'm embarrassed that Christopher Columbus is one of us. Ugh, I don't claim him as one of us. Well, the good thing you don't him. subscribe to that tribalism bullshit. The Spanish can have him. He can he was around before now. Italy was even a nation. It was just like a random collection of cities. That's what I thought. Like I'm like, what and even, today, it's, uh, it's not all that unified. No, not so much. Very, I mean, I mean most places you go are actually a lot more and that's about it. Now, most most places you go are actually a lot more diverse than than people will even realize or at least try to comprehend about, which is sad. I like how quickly Boo bounced yeah, back from the manatee been... story. Good job, guys. I'm, I'm doing my best here to try and put back on <laughs> fucking track. <laughs> but when you get the prickle together, this yeah, is what you get. Here we have. <laughs> so here we have uh, ADHD host. And a let's get back to topic host. Right. Oh my God. So hopefully, well, I mean, we'll kind of go off left and right here, but we'll get we'll get on. on it's on a long, path. winding road, and that is why we hate roads. <laughs> Fuck them roads. Ho ass roads. Fuck them roads. Uh, but that I build. But also, <laughs> one thing that came to mind was so libertarianism. I mean, of course. Like we do so much infighting within ourselves, and like speaking of the random caucuses, uh, like in in some manner, by some leap, uh, like if you're a real libertarian, like you're you are you're more than likely not going to engage in this. But if you associate your personality with like your beliefs, and in essence, you become your beliefs. And in some manner, that is a form of identity politics. But the libertarian principle is the antithesis of that. Yeah, we're anti-collectivism, but a lot of us are very fucking collective. Like, even the libertarian chat that we have has still, that is a collectivism, because most of us in the chat agree with each other on a lot of different things. Not everything, though. Not yeah. everything. And the we stuff have our that disagreements, we... but we do keep it civil. But I don't think we, most we want that. Yeah. No, I, to be honest with you, I mean, I could have a lot of friends who could say that and agree with me 100% of the time. Well, that sounds fucking boring as shit, dude. 
Like, I don't think I'd want to, I don't want to be surrounded by, by just only completely like a hundred percent like-minded people. Yeah, because then your beliefs go stagnant. You don't ever learn anything else. Yeah, it's refreshing to have people that you have things in common with. Like you, like um, and also keeping in mind, no two people think the same, and like two free thinkers, like they are not going to agree on everything. And of course, like I also, as a scientist, discourage echo chambers, but also the stuff that we do disagree on, like. I just, I, I was recalling the fact that like Esther made a whole status about us saying that we had the most dis- beautiful discussion ever on a very difficult topic. That topic keeps that brought, brought, keeps getting brought up too. And by the way, we will have an episode on it. Yeah. Oh so, God. Do so, I have to be uh, here yeah. for that one? <laughs> if you want to, I like, I would love to have you okay. on there. It's the abortion topic, in case anybody Ms. is wondering who has Ms. no idea what we're all talking about. All right, Miss Co-host. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every libertarian Miss <laughs> Co-host here. Like <laughs> I will say I'm very I'm very proud of us that we are able to be civil about it. Like we're not reeing at each other. Yeah. Like, That's we, why I think it would be really great podcast material. So I don't know. I don't know what the next one we're gonna do. I'm hoping, but I have to have Esther on that next one. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. We need yeah, to get fucking Drew teams. on here for one of these. Drew never never comes on. Looking at you, Drew. <laughs> like, he's going to watch. Uh, he's probably not going to fucking watch this episode. He's going to fucking watch it. <laughs> he's probably not going to fucking watch he's gonna it. He's going to fucking watch I mean, it. I mean, he's we did watch Rhodes, so he's probably going to be like. He said that he'd do the, he'd do the uh, uh, right to self-defense episode. So like the natural right. Yeah, the natural right to self-preservation. Self-what? Drew's too busy getting fucking rolled over by cows and horses to come and hang out with us. Huh? Those of you watching and are totally confused, Drew is is our cowboy. He is our cowboy. Yeah. He's our cowboy who loves roads. Our group is made up of so many different types of people. We have <laughs> Vikings, we have satanic witches, we have Christians, we have hippies, we have cowboys, we have porn stars. We have a lot of different people in our group. We have Star Wars nerds. <clears throat> yeah. But also, uh, just a small comment also, but I feel like the very difficult topic podcast i think that would be a very interesting one because if i'm on there and jess if you're on there and if esther's on there like they would hear a wide and also obviously sean will be on there like they will hear a wide variety of perspectives and they will also see the epitome of like people whose principles align but don't agree all the time with with like less hostility like so much hostility in the debate okay so like the thing about that is that I think. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to mathematically put this together. I think that will be the one episode where we stay on topic. <laughs> I doubt it. Episode. I doubt yeah, it. I really, I really doubt we're gonna stay on topic. I mean, we'll no, because we'll one of you is gonna have a point by the end of somebody else speaking, and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to say it like it's gonna be. That just has like, to go. I mean, or manatees or urban dictionary. <laughs> Lion King. So one of the oh, first. No. So Sean, yeah. when I when I first joined, like when you and I first met, and I first joined your your page, one of the comments that I saw, I think it was under the first podcast you and I ever did. There was a lady 
talking about how she doesn't know where Christianity fits into libertarianism because it's not a part of our platform. And I think that is something that we should touch on too. Everyone is welcome in the Libertarian Party, but she's right. Religion is not a part of our platform. I mean, religion is welcome as long as it is kept separate from the state and it's not forced. I mean, it's okay to be a, a, a Christian libertarian. Uh, it's totally fine. Uh, or to be uh, a whatever, Muslim libertarian, uh, heathen libertarian, satanic libertarian. libertarian. You can be whatever yeah. you want. Um, but just remember that whenever you're coming into libertarianism is that like we, libertarianism is a, is a common, uh, is, is just like a common belief that we have as, as far as, as establishing a freer society. That's basically what we're trying to do. We do not have, our party is not based on any religious ideology no. at all. Well, there's and I no think that's really it. hard. There's it's absolutely really hard no for a lot for of people it. to understand, especially it's, if they come from the right side yeah, of the it's, aisle. It's kind of irrelevant though, because that's not it important. Is. Religion is not important at all. What's important nope. is basic principles and understanding rights. That's it. Religion shouldn't be in any Religion shouldn't be in any political party because of separation of church and state. It shouldn't be in any well, you tell that to the Republicans. <laughs> I've tried. They always call me a libtard, and I'm like, you're wrong. Oh, here's here's a fun fact. Like, the way you know you're in the right, like, on the right track, is both sides name call you. That's how you know. That's how you know yeah. you're truly, you're truly earning name. your libertarian badge is when you I start getting called names by both sides. And I have definitely earned that badge in the... Okay, I gotta renew my membership. Actually, I think this next month. I've been a, a libertarian for over a year now. <laughs> I also I gotta check and see if my membership is still active because I did switch credit cards because the other one. Uh, Usually they'll the email other... you for oh, a renewal. Yeah, oh, I got okay. an email. Yeah, they should. They I'll should check. email you for a reminder. Yeah. But I am a gold member, card carrying libertarian. Libertarian gold. Vote gold. Uh, gold member. What's the gold member status? I just think of Austin Powers every time someone says gold member. I gold. He's like a party member. Are you a Mike Myers fan? Word. We're sending you this card just specifically designed for you. And I was, I was confirmed gold member when I when I wore my tap shoes that are gold and lit up the room. And Austin Powers busted in on your dance. It's like, like, love Austin Powers. Oh, those sex robots were my favorite. They were like, I love those. Elizabeth Hurley was definitely fembots. Yeah, the fembots. That's it. I call them sex robots. Wow, Somebody probably tried to fuck them. Yeah, I mean, have you seen them? I would try to Oh, that remember, remember the beginning of Austin Powers 2? Like, it turns out Vanessa was a fembot, and like, they, yeah, he I love how they shrug that off. He's like, wait a minute, I'm single, baby. Yeah. And then throws off all his clothes and just exposes himself. Yeah, like, oh, did y'all, did y'all watch that Rick and Morty? Yeah, I saw that one. Real life catfishing. The yeah, one Rick where Mor the aliens are disgusted by the human genitalia. Yes, so they have to be naked. They have to be naked so that they can. Fucking <laughs> like same. I was, I, was, I was mostly referring to the one where Morty gets a sex robot and then he calls Rick to help him out, and everyone is concerned, and then they just see the the berserk 
and then there's Morty Jr. the Gazorpazorp. Yeah, okay, that one. Okay, I, got I don't watch Rick and Morty. <gasps> How dare you! That's why I don't watch Rick and Morty. Solar Opposites is even, also good. Even like the fandom is its own form of tribalism. Like you say, you don't watch Rick and Morty. John's trying to get us to all shut up. Everybody, listen. All right, as, as much as we swirled off topic on this on this particular episode, let's talk about some final points because we're definitely a little over an hour now. Oh wow! Tribalism is bad. Identity politics are stupid, and they set us back. Boom! I said my piece. I'm done. Like just like a true robot. Yes. The Russian bot is All proud. Here. <laughs> I would like a cookie. No. Did you just call me a robot? It was an unstable connection, so you, you chopped up and started talking slower. <laughs> so Wait, yes, like... <laughs> yes. The Russian bot called you a robot. That means I'm a real robot now. Uh, think of it like the Borg. She's been assimilated. <laughs> There's your collectivism. Are you? <laughs> she well, reject. I mean, Sean just answered that. I was about. I was going to answer. Like, the real question is: Are you an android or a cyborg? Android. I'm an android? Definitely an android. Jesus. Mm. Whenever I think of cyborgs, I would think of cyclopses. This isn't motor oil I'm drinking here. Like, this is <laughs> android. <laughs> Fucking claim. Yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, so before Jess infects me with ADHD, uh, I, I did want to... So, like, Final I think I pretty much said everything I had intended to say as far as identity politics goes. Yeah. Brian, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Christopher Columbus did fuck a manatee. And Tesla (laughs) screwed a pigeon and claimed the pigeon loved him back. And the Tesla car has a whoopee cushion fart button. Fart cars. We're going to have to have like a Newfound Liberty highlight or a prickle episode. Like all these random fucking facts that we we learn while we do. Segway episode? It's just like, uh, we'll reminisce on the things that you learned from Newfound Liberty you never thought you wanted but, to uh, learn. <laughs> Today I Learned episode. Uh, the Today I Learned episode. Like, you should, like, if you're doing any external editing or anything like that, you should add, like, a light bulb or ding whenever there is a fact, like I'm a random fact savvy. such so as... if you know somebody inside the prickle who's willing to like edit... Like a wind chime, like after you share the fact. Yes, still owes this like that. Did you forget the video received... that I edited for no, you? No, never got it. Never got it. Never received the video that you I have you sent edited. it six fucking times. Just fucking post it. Right. <laughs> Just post it yourself. <laughs> Fine, I'll post, post it myself. Post it on the page. It's, li- it's literally like a prickle episode that we did a long while back. And then... Uh, post it on the episode, and then I'll give you my YouTube information. You can post it on the YouTube page as well. Also, yeah, if you want, just post it, and I'll go in later. Yeah, official and co-host. Edit, and edit the description. You got, you got posting rights. She I like this posting. co-host. Just Thank you. Put him in. <laughs> I'm a terrible co-host. Uh, I mean, you working. didn't exactly nail the intro, but we'll work on that. Next time, we'll get it. <laughs> I tried, okay? I get yeah. nervous. It, it, did, it did pretty good, but I mean, mentioning the name of the podcast right off the bat might have been I um, did. No, do y'all want to hear? I did it. No, Brian's the first person to mention Newfound Liberty. <laughs> I totally thought I did. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? My name is the Mimbotarian. I'm like, oh, fuck. Also, <laughs> also, by the way, Sean, let me drop some introvert knowledge on you, Heathen. Uh, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, 
I am a heathen. You don't have to joke about that. It's a true statement. That's that's one of my boxes. But in case any of our audience gets the wrong idea, you know. I'm the bimbo Terry, and you can't uh, expect me to remember everything. It's okay. It wasn't bad. Uh, okay, it, it, it'll get better. It'll oh, and Jess, you're blonde today. I am blonde today. <laughs> uh, but also, here's a little known fact. Well, I don't know if it's known, if, if, if extroverts know it, but every introvert in the world i i would say uh if like introverts such as myself hate being thrown in the spot so like for example when when my when uh when i join my advisor in church and the pastor makes everybody get oh. up and greet one greet one uh, sorry greet uh, i can't talk today greet one oh, another my advisor you. calls that the raping of yeah the whenever that happens i feel like wrong. i want to crawl inside of myself sorry what's uh, like um growing up in school that's how it would be like you know when you're going over the questions as a class where the teacher is like just calling random students like even when there's a fucking new students, student like, like you know let them let them raise their hands and like volunteer to go yeah, or a new like, student. Exactly. We've got this new kid who we have no idea anything about their personality. Let's put them in the front of the fucking classroom. Tell them, tell everybody who they are, and then make it a point to tell everybody that they got to make them feel welcome. And then watch them have a torment. I have to go to work in about fifteen minutes, just so everybody knows. I've covered, I've covered for teachers on the first day of school, like the icebreaker activities. I would, you know, let the students introduce themselves from their desk like i wouldn't make them come up to the front of the room and introduce them so i would say like you know if, yeah you can stand if you want to you can sit if you want to just introduce yourself like give us as much information about yourself as you want to they want like I a life that... story from some people at some schools man it's fucking ridiculously embarrassing i mean within within reason <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go ahead and stop the recording on like... this guys so um i'll go ahead and do the outro thank you very much for tuning in to newfound liberty um We'll probably touch more on this subject and every other subject that we we do on this uh, podcast, just because there's always something to talk about. There's always something more uh, to learn. But uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Jessica, Brian, and Christianity. Uh, Christiana, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say Christianity. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Christianity, for reminding us about tribalism and, <laughs> and contributing so okay, much so to now this we're, now we're getting directly the from the source. <laughs> directly from the source. See, even even the 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 guy fucks up the outro, so this is a good, well-rounded episode. Hey, we're only, we're only human, so it's okay. It's good, but this is definitely new found liberty. Thank you very much for tuning in, and until next time, goodbye. Bye, until lovely viewers. <laughs>